0: The society we live in makes single women feel ashamed because they basically make us feel like our life sucks or our life has no value unless we are attached to a man. Yo party people, it's Ashley of singlewomenchronicles.com where being single is a beautiful choice rather than a miserable circumstance. And if you have been following me for a while, you're probably wondering, hmm, why does she switch the tagline again? I'm gonna tell you why I switched the tagline again, because I'm trying to get my life, okay? So (laughs) if you guys follow me on Instagram or on TikTok, on Monday the 23rd, I posted a video, basically a vulnerable video, basically saying that I've been telling the wrong story. And I can expound on that because I'm talking to you guys, I'm talking to my peeps. I believe this is a safe space for me, even though the YouTube um, people try to come and destroy all types of self-esteem, but I'm strong, so <laughs> so it doesn't get to me. But anyway, um, as you guys know, I've had this platform since 2015. And when I first had it, um, when I first started it, I said being single is a beautiful choice rather than a miserable circumstance. What that means is the society we live in makes single women feel ashamed because they basically make us feel like our life sucks or our life has no value unless we are attached to a man. Because men don't get the same scrutiny as single women do. When you see a single man, if he's successful, if he, you know, is rich, they will be like, oh, he just doesn't want to settle down. But if a woman is older and she has not married yet or doesn't have any kids, then automatically, oh, there's something wrong with her. She must be crazy. No one wants her. It's, it's really wild, okay? It's a wild society. So the reason I said that motto Being single is a beautiful choice rather than a miserable circumstance because it's all about perspective. It's all about how you see your single life. It's all about how you view it. If you're viewing it as a choice because you're remaining single until you meet the right person, until you end up in a healthy relationship, as opposed to the toxic relationships running rampant, running rampant up and round here, (laughs) then it's a choice. It's not a miserable circumstance because society will make you feel like being single, a single woman in this atmosphere that we're in, we suck. All they do on these podcasts is tell us that we suck. Our body isn't, we're not thick enough, we're not skinny enough, we're not uh, a submissive enough, we're not cute enough, we're not perfect enough, we don't, we talk too much, we talk too little, we, we suck, we're leftovers, we low value- We need to, our standards are too high. We need to adjust. Our market value is low. All of this. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. It's, (laughs) it's like, how are we supposed to maintain a positive self image when all of the messaging, most of the messaging is telling us that we suck and we should hate ourselves because that's what it says, okay? And today's episode, I had to write it down because it's a long title, but it's how to build a positive self-image in a society that is obsessed with relationships, okay? But I wanna talk about that, but before I get into that, the vulnerable message that I posted on Monday was just speaking on, I've been, I haven't been in my bag. I hadn't gotten on my Zoom. I haven't been going into the depths of what I really need to be talking about because we're in this day and age where most dating coaches, they speak on the shallow stuff. You know, how to tell if someone's a narcissist, how to tell if someone's breadcrumbing. You know, I know how to do all that stuff. I speak F-boy fluently. I've dated enough of them to know their language, speak their language. I can smell them from a mile away, etc., etc. All that, although that information is very valuable because I do believe in staying informed, making wise choices out here in these dating streets. But I feel like I... Can do I can be more beneficial if I speak to the women who are struggling out here emotionally and mentally in their dating, in their single season. Because I think it's a lot of us doing that. So I talked about how many of us wear masks. We wear masks because we're kind of forced to. Because if you hate being single, you can't just say that and be received with positivity. Immediately, if you say you hate being single, people are gonna judge you. People are gonna be like, oh, they're gonna immediately start telling you all the reasons why you're single. Oh, you probably aren't submissive enough. Oh, you're too successful, which is weird. Oh, you, you're you probably not pretty without makeup. They're gonna tell you all these things, right? <laughs> So you can't say that. So most of us wear this mask like, oh, I don't need a guy. I got my friends or, oh, I don't need a guy because I'm successful or, oh, I can do everything by myself, which we can. But I know many of us cry ourselves to sleep at night. Many of us are wondering, but no, seriously, God, why haven't you sent me my man? Is there something wrong with me? Many of us are wondering, am I going to have that child that I always wanted because my biological clock is ticking and I still haven't met anyone? Many of us have these questions and we have these emotions and we have moments when we have a hard day and we want somebody to be our rock, but we have to be our own rock all the time and we don't get to take a break. There is no break when you single out here. You got to do it on your own. You got to pick yourself up. And even if you got a group of women around you who are your cheerleaders. Cause I have that. It's still moments when you just want some testosterone. It's still moments when you just want a big hug from a big man, big old muscular man smelling like some cologne. And you just want to put your head on his chest and you want him to rub your back and tell you everything going to be all right. But when you've been single for a long time, you don't get that. How do you maintain a positive self image? How do you maintain hope? How do you continue to think, you know what? My person is still out there in a society that glorifies toxicity because toxicity brings views. Toxicity brings ratings. Toxicity gets you talking. It's provocative. It gets the people going. So what is a single woman to do? Because if she tells you, if she cries on the internet and she tells you, I'm so sad, I just, another relationship that just failed, another situation ship just failed. As soon as she cries about it, then you're in the comments. Aha, you stupid. Being single is better anyway, because when you in a relationship, all you're going to do is get cheated on as if there are no positive or healthy relationships. It's like, y'all miss the fact that, there is a 50-50 divorce rate. Y'all do realize that that means 50% of people are actually staying together, right? Like they're actually still happy. They're actually still fighting for their marriage. Y'all do get that, right? So that means something is actually working. It's not 100% divorce rate. It's only 50-50. Healthy, happy relationships don't speak loudly because as soon as they say they're happy, we don't believe them. As soon as someone like Sierra and Russell say they're happy, y'all say they faking. Y'all say ain't nobody that happy. Y'all say somebody got to be cheating. We just ain't found out. We can't accept in this society misery loves company. So it's hard for us to accept positivity and healthy things because we're conditioned to gravitate towards the negativity because it's easier. So how do you maintain a positive self-image in a society that is obsessed with toxic, that is obsessed with relationships, that tells single women we suck and we have no value unless we are attached to a man? I'm going to tell you. But before I tell you, if this sounded real good to you right now, you need to subscribe. Have you liked? Have you ever commented? Have you ever shared this with someone? Do so now. I welcome you. If you feel like someone will benefit from this, go ahead and share this. Go ahead and comment. If you have an opinion, go ahead and do so. If you have been watching me for a while, go ahead and subscribe. If you're listening on Apple and you haven't rated, go ahead and give your girl five stars. If you're listening on Spotify, and you haven't rated, go ahead and give your girl five stars. Okay. (laughs) All right, let's get into it. So although originally, I wanna talk about how to build a positive self image in a society that's obsessed with relationships. I really just should just talk about how to build a positive self image in a toxic society. Like as a single woman, it's hard for anybody to maintain positivity in this world because even the most famous people, when they get to a certain level of popularity, for some reason, society seeks to break them down like when someone gets too famous for some reason in this society we live in we want to tear them down i do not know why but that's just the cycle so it's hard to maintain a positive self-image for anyone but i have seven tips for single women trying to maintain a positive self-image so get your notepads out because let's get into it. Number one, take social media with a grain of salt. Please, y'all gotta stop believing that social media is reality. It is not, it is online. Most of the stuff that I talk about and see on social media that I post about, I'm not having these same conversations with human beings. Sadly, studies have shown that social media are making us more socially awkward. It's making us anxious. It's making us, you know, just not want to have face-to-face encounters and interactions. And it's sad. And it's making us believe a reality that isn't real. I'm going to tell you the biggest misconception That I have seen because I live in the real world and I pay attention to the real world. I think another reason we get so caught up in social media is because even when we go outside into the earth and to -to face-to-face encounters, we're so busy on our phone, we don't even experience the moment. We don't look around. We don't take in the ambience. We don't see the people around us. We're just sitting on our phones. But one of the biggest things that I have witnessed is this whole body image thing. So when you're on Instagram, everyone looks beautiful in their pictures because they get get to pick their pictures. Some people even Photoshop their pictures. You best believe celebrities are Photoshopping their pictures. They're not just on here with regular everyday pictures that they just snap with their phone. No, most of them are editing because their their brand is... Because their pictures, their face, their body is their brand. So it needs to be a level of perfection, right? It needs to feel unattainable. That's how you tap into the human psychology. But I don't know if y'all been to a beach lately. If you go to an actual beach, that's you're not seeing a BBL or a six pack or chiseled chest walking around you seeing regular degular bodies you seeing bodies that were born and probably haven't worked out you seeing bodies that were just just out here basking when you go outside to your local restaurants you don't see these perfect picture bodies that you see even that like that's why you must take social media with a grain of salt let it entertain you. Do not let it inspire you all the time. The only time it should inspire you if the messaging is inspiring. If it's someone you look up to, if it's someone you're like, oh, I like their testimony. I like their story. I'm digging that. Like it, oh, I I, I like what they're saying. Their teaching is dope. But don't take all of the toxicity in and take it personal and internalize it. I was listening to, um a TikTok the other day I don't even know if this guy I don't even know how he got on my timeline first of all because I usually don't even follow people like him but he was saying that he teaches on women or something like he teaches guys how to attract women and I don't know what he teaches for real but he was saying that this guy wrote in and the guy went on a date And the girl got a babysitter that night, but instead of inviting him up, she was like, yeah, I'm about to go to sleep. And he, he asked the guy on the podcast, what's up with that? You think she had another dude coming through? Like what's going on? And dude said, because no, she specifically said, I'm going to sleep and I don't feel like being analyzed tonight. So dude's like, what's going on with that? And so he said, a lot of y'all are goofy. Because y'all go on dates and y'all are act out here asking women directly to their face, what do you bring to the table? Are you? I, I'm a high value man. What do you think a man should make? I've literally had conversations with men like this, and they're weird. When I'm out with a guy, I'm I've never on a first date asked the guy what's your salary. Are you six feet? Uh, do like do you have a i I'm not asking those questions. I'm getting to know that person. I'm enjoying the moment. I'm trying to see if I can catch a vibe. So we, he was telling him, y'all gotta be for real. This is social media. It is not real life. When y'all get on these dates, y'all need to act like humans and not podcasters. Like be for real. So number one, take social media with a grain of salt. Number two, eliminate negative self-talk. A lot of us are our biggest critics. Most of us, the most filthy things to ourselves. Most of us, if you talk to you, if you talk to your friends like you talk to you, y'all won't be friends no more. Like y'all can really tell your friend all of this supportive talk. Oh girl, you, you cute girl, you rocking that girl, you losing weight girl, you can do that. You can accomplish that dreams. But when you talking to yourself, you telling yourself you suck, you fat, you not good enough for that. You can't date him. He never look at you. Why are you talking to yourself like that? What's going on? You need to fix that. You'll never have a positive image of yourself if that's how you talk to yourself. Because your self-image is how you view you. When you look in the mirror, what are you seeing? Do you see? a masterpiece. Do you see somebody that's beautifully and wonderfully made? Or do you see someone who's damaged? Do you see someone who you don't want to be? Do you see someone who you do not like? Do you see someone who you do not love? That's not good. You got to eliminate that negative self-talk. You got to do some affirmations. You got to do some mindfulness. You got to get that mind right. Okay. Number three, stop comparing yourself to other people. Okay stop doing it because you don't know the truth we don't know the truth we don't know what's going on with somebody else's life we don't know what they doing to get what they got we don't know what they got going on we don't know how long it took for them to get where they going we don't know i'm gonna be vulnerable vulnerable with y'all i went to homecoming last weekend and when i went to homecoming i saw a few women that I used to envy in the past. It was too specifically. And the reason I envied them was because they had things that I wanted. And I had to check myself because I realized so I've I've talked about this before. Like I've had an issue with envy for a long time, like growing up, just because like the way I grew up was was rough. And I just felt like I don't know, I just felt like it was unfair. So when I battle with envy, I don't take it out on that person. Like I'm not that type of person that's going to be like, oh, I'm gonna hate on them or talk bad about them. Like, no, I can still be cordial with them, but deep down inside, I know there's something about them that I envy. So I go and i be like, you know, God, remove this from my heart. I don't like this, whatever, whatever. But there were two young ladies who I had to say, you know what? Let me let that go. Cause as an adult, adult been out of college for over a decade. I still realize like, dang, I haven't released that. Let me release that. And I realized the envy came from comparison. I was comparing my life to their life. And I think many of us compare our life because we're not where we want to be, but we think they are. How do you know they where they want to be? You don't. You don't know them. So stay in your lane, let them stay in their lane and we can maintain our lanes (laughs) and everything will be great. Okay, everyone's driving on this interstate in a safe manner because when you try to get in someone else's lane, you're going to crash and burn. Let's not do it. Number four, you got to get a supportive community plus supportive messaging, okay? Now, you need your cheer- cheerleaders on your team. Okay, so one of the biggest issues, this has nothing to do like with dating or relationships, but I see a lot of people, and I know they're new to entrepreneurship or any type of self-employment when I see this kind of posting. I see a lot of people, they'll start a business, they'll start to pursue their dreams, and they'll get on Beyonce's internet and social media and they'll post post something like, I see a lot of my followers, ain't watch my video, they ain't like this stuff, they ain't bought my product, and et cetera. A lot of my friends and family ain't bought this and bought, they not your target, that's why that's okay. That's, that's okay. Like when my friends don't buy a book, I'm like, they don't need it. They married. Why would I expect my married friend to buy how to XOX? That don't even make sense. Why would I expect my friend who's happily in a relationship to buy a single, Happy hopeful culture program? That don't make sense. So what I'm saying is you can't always expect Your cheerleaders to only be your family and friends. Sometimes your cheerleaders will be outside of that circle because you got to find a community that understands you because they're going through what you're going through. Like if you're a lawyer but everybody in your family are farmers, they're not going to understand the journey through law school and passing the bar. You're going to find your cheerleaders in your support group in your law community. So you need to step outside of that box and stop expecting it from the from those people. As a single woman, I know you want to tell your grievances to your family who's been married for like 50 years to your parents or to your sister who's been married to her husband for 10 years, but she's not going to get it. You got to join a single community. And I got the perfect one to join. Go ahead, look in the link in my bio in the little description and join my new singles group on Facebook called Single Ann. I created this group because I feel like women like us don't have a safe space. Although I've overcome being single and hating it, (laughs) I know a lot of women have not. Right now I'm in a weird space where I've overcome and I've healed past being attracted to a certain kind of guy. So now I'm trying, I'm testing the waters. I'm dating guys I would normally say no to. But it's still kind of like that weird line because you're like, okay, I wouldn't. I would normally say yes to you, but I also don't want to settle. So where do I land? I don't know. I'm going to just test the waters. So it's just weird things that we go through that a lot of other people don't understand. And that's okay. So I want you guys to join this community. It's a safe space. Tell your grievances. If you got to cry, cry it out. If you got to laugh, laugh it out. And if you want some Q&As with me, I got you. Like, let's get it popping. So go ahead and click the link and go ahead and and join. All right. All right. Also supportive messaging. What exactly do you want? If you want a relationship, I need you to stop listening to only podcasts that promote how dating sucks, how being single is trash. What folks bring to this. No, you need to start watching podcasts with married people. You need to start watching podcasts with people in successful relationships. That's encouraging. You have to have supportive messaging. You have to have messaging that fits where you're going, not where you are. I listen to all kinds. I listen to podcasts about single women who are successful, because I'm trying to be that, like tax bracket increase. But I also listen to a lot of podcasts of people who have been single, I mean who have been married for a long time, because I'm trying to be a wife. So you have to have supportive messaging. Stop listening to all that Oh, all men cheat. Oh, if they go if I go on a the date, ain't going to cheesecake. fat. y'all gotta stop. Get some positivity in there. It's hard to be positive when everything you listen to is negative. It just ain't gonna happen. It's like pouring acid into a water bottle and think water about to come out. No, it's acid. Like <laughs> you gotta pour positivity in, okay? Number five, don't obsess over time. Stop obsessing over time. People, y'all, I'm 34. I get it. Never been married. Been single for over six years. I ain't got no babies. And no no prospects either. I ain't pressed. I'm not stressing. Because I pay attention to what's really going on. People are getting married later. Also, a lot of people getting divorced. So it's about to be a new market soon. So <laughs> I just look at the positive sides of the coin, right? I tell y'all all all the time, my mom got married for the first time at 50. It's possible. It's absolutely possible. Y'all know that, right? So until you stop breathing, you still got time. So in this time, you have to learn how to be intentional with your single season. Like, what are you doing with it? What are you cultivating in it? Is it happiness? Are you doing hobbies? Or Are you creating a community of girlfriends that's going to help you and support you while you're married? Like, what are you doing with it? Stop obsessing over time. Who told you when when you was gonna die? I mean, you don't know. So why you think you out of time? You're not. Keep going. All right, number six. Detach, detach. Listen, I can't read my own right, y'all. Define your own relationship goals. We. <laughs> it makes me laugh because a lot of people. Are on this bandwagon of this whole my man gotta make six figure, have a six pack, and and what's the other one? Be six feet. But that's not even what they want. Y'all are defining y'all own relationship goals through the lenses of other people. That ain't even what you want. What do you really want? Like what's really gonna make you happy? Cause some folks they just wanna be accepted. So because they just wanna be accepted. They're adopting these popular dating um, standards when that's not even what they actually want. Some people are absolutely okay with going 50-50 with bills. But because society says, oh, you're not supposed to do that. They're like, oh, no, I don't want that. I want a man who can take care of me. When you know you really would be okay if you had to split bills. It's really nothing. Whatever works for the person. That's what I say. It's a partnership. Whatever works. Whatever works. I don't care. Yes, I would love a guy to come in and pay for everything. But if we both are bringing similar incomes, why not? Like, why not split it? Why not have two separate accounts and a joint account with the bills and we both contribute a certain percentage of our income? I mean, I'm okay with that, but some people aren't. Again, I would love to have the standard. I mean, I would love to just... Have a guy who's like, oh, no, I got it all if he can afford it. But I don't necessarily require that. Like, I'm, I'm not really tripping because I know I'm going to work. Like, I don't want to be a housewife. I want to work. I want, I know I would go crazy as a housewife. That's just not how I'm built. So I'm okay with that. So define your own relationship goals. Stop letting society tell you what you need to want in a relationship. Some of y'all don't care about a guy's height. Some of y'all could date a guy your height. That's okay. I could date a guy my height. I'm 5'9". I could literally date a guy 5'8". I can't go below 5'8". So 5'8", brothers, don't don't try to talk to me. Because no. But 5'8", we can do 5'8". I'm not tripping. I've dated... Most guys I've dated are tall. Because I'm tall. But I'm not tripping. That's not a requirement. Stop letting people define your relationship goals. That's why you messed up. Because not all of us... Like, why are we all trying to date the same person? It don't make sense. It don't make sense. (laughs) Okay. And lastly, remember your why. Always keep your why in mind. What why am I talking about? I'm talking about your why for being single for this long. Because I believe most of us have been single for this long because we don't want to keep hurting ourselves by choosing wrong. We don't want to keep hurting ourselves by being in draining and toxic situations. We don't want to keep hurting. We don't we we want something new. We want something fresh. We want something that is going to bring value and not deplete. Remember your why. I know for me I <laughs> you know for a long time I was dating these emotionally unavailable men. I was dating these men who I poured into, I poured so much, I poured so much. They poured nothing into me, nothing into me. I'm not used to a man pouring into me. That's a foreign thing. My friends pouring into me, but I'm not used to a man pouring into me. So I used to get impressed so easily by men pouring little bits into me. And that would make me pour a lot into them. Like For example, I would get, imp- I would get so easily impressed if a guy was like, Oh, yeah, I'll come get you because your car broke down. Oh, yeah, um, I'll come take your trash out. Oh, yeah, I'll walk your dog. That little stuff would impress me because I was so used to getting nothing from relationships. So my wife, for single right now is I'm not, I refuse. I'm talking refuse to date anybody that I only pour into and they pour nothing into me. So if I got to rock this thing out, I will rock this thing out until he comes, but I know he's coming. I I still maintain hope. I'm not out here on this. Oh, ain't no good relationships. No, because I see it. I've seen it. I I have friends who are happily married. I have friends who are happily in relationships. I know it exists and I know it's going to come and it's going to happen for me. I don't know why I've been single this long. I don't know what God doing, but I will be wasting my time trying to figure that out. Like, I'll get more by just being positive in this season, maintaining a positive self-image, maintaining positivity and hope that my person is coming. And in the meantime, being intentional with my single season by enjoying my family, enjoying my friends, enjoying going out by myself, enjoying going on trips, and not having to think about nobody. (laughs) Like, enjoying chasing my dreams and trying new things. I I will try, listen... What about me? If I got an idea, I'm going to try it because I'm not responsible for nobody but me. So be intentional about your single season. Okay. All right. So again, join my Facebook community. If you enjoyed this, watch my free workshop, Reviving Your Love Life, and if you just want to skip over all of that and you want to be a more single, happy, and hopeful single, go ahead and click Single, Happy, Hopeful, and learn more about my coaching program. It is a four-week coaching program, and we get into dating resilience. We get into building a uh, shakeable self-worth. We get into going under the surface on why maybe your singleness has been kind of, mm, you don't really know. We're going to discover why. And we Build and cultivate hope. How do you maintain hope in a society that tells you that everything's toxic and you should just give up on everything around love? All right. Well, until next time, bye.